0: Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Patient Convert podcast. Okay, you guys, this episode is for you, physician liaisons. I am talking about how to invest in yourself, not only to grow your career, but get paid the big bucks. And this is something that We all want, we want to grow in a career. We want to feel like our career is not only rewarding, but that we're growing as an individual. And of course, the money doesn't hurt either. So when it comes to a physician liaison, how do you not get stuck? How do you invest in the role and yourself? And how do we help kind of increase the pay? So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about the importance of investing in yourself. So it is so important. What you would want, ideally as a physician liaison, is to become an invaluable asset for the practice and the physicians you represent. You want to be a leader of a program and guide these initiatives and help boost success. So how do you become an invaluable asset? An asset that is just the whole program, that your physicians are 100% supportive and behind you, and of course that you can then take that career, that role, and grow it, and also get paid for it. (laughs) So this is about investing in yourself. It is so important, guys, because if you don't take the time to invest in your roles of physician liaison, and I know that sounds a little bit strange. Like, of course I take the time, but if you start thinking of ways you can really invest in your role, it will make you a lot happier in your roles of physician liaison. It's a lot more rewarding. It's a lot more fun and challenging to see new growth, new opportunities, and innovative ideas that you have and how you can apply them to your program. It makes team work a lot easier, communication. And of course, you'll get more and more support from your physicians, which means more time and more of the world you're looking to be part of. So it is really, really important we invest in ourselves. That way you avoid the physician liaison burnout. (laughs) And that's something that I've never talked about before, but there are times as physician liaisons that you're going to get frustrated. You're gonna get tired. You're going to feel, I just, I don't know if this is working, that you're all alone on this island by yourself, out in the field, day by day. What do I say next? Is it repetitive? These are things you don't want to happen in your program or you as a liaison. You don't want to get bored. And unfortunately, it does happen. Liaisons get burned out with late night hours, treats. All of this can happen and you want to avoid that and invest in a career that you love and you love doing and and remind yourself why you did what you did. And that's all about growth, great pay and building awesome relationships in the healthcare world. So when it comes to investing yourself, it was a key part of my success as a physician liaison. I built multiple eight plus figure physician liaison marketing programs. And one of the reasons besides my step-by-step process was I invested in myself. So when I started my journey as a physician liaison, I was right out of college. Um, This was a completely new role. I've talked before about my story in healthcare. So I've always been familiar with the healthcare world. It's in my blood. I've grown up around it. So I was pretty natural in the role as a physician liaison. But that doesn't necessarily mean I knew everything. I mean, when I started my role, I didn't have this line of physicians just waiting to meet with me like, oh, here comes Kelly Knott, let alone refer. Absolutely not. That never happened. (laughs) And you guys, you're not alone. If you feel maybe a little confused in the field, sometimes there just wasn't a lot of resources available for me when I started as a physician liaison that I could learn or ask questions and kind of figure out what's effective, what's not effective how to restructure my marketing, track it, define my message. So a lot of the time in the field, I felt a little frustrated and, and burned out. And I even asked, you know, is this really working? Is what I'm doing working? Does it matter? Do I matter? <laughs> um, and it was tough in the beginning. And, and I obviously learned, um, you know, fast forward, I learned how to, automate and scale the process. And I put in actionable steps. But one of the biggest things I started with um, when I was out there was I invested in myself. I knew it was super important for me as a physician liaison to know that what I was doing mattered. So I'm here to tell you guys, you are not alone. If you have felt frustrated in the field, if you have felt frustrated working with gatekeepers, Or even with your own physicians, like, why don't they get this? Why don't they support this? How do I get them back on track? If you've had negative experiences or or feedback, and, and maybe you've just been working so hard and you're just trying to just get some of these referrals through, it's completely normal. And physician liaison marketing is not a fast process. It's about building relationships. And it's okay to feel these things. I've totally been there. But I'm going to tell you guys today, um, not only have I been there, but how I made a change internally with myself to kind of change the direction of this, invest in myself, and of course, build these eight-figure physician leads on marketing programs. And when I decided to invest in myself, I just had to take back control. I just said, you know what? This isn't working. I know I was taught that you bring these you know, these cupcakes, these donuts, and, and you go in these offices and you and you smile and you dress really nice and you have your name tag and that's what they want to see. And I just realized that that wasn't working for me. It wasn't working for me. That's not my personality. I'm in love with the clinical side. And I didn't want to be a delivery girl. I wanted to talk about the clinical side. I've I shadowed surgeries and procedures and clinics. I'd read so much about it. I wanted to talk about it. And So the first way I invested in myself and my role as physician liaison is I invested in the value of information that I had. And what I did is I challenged myself to really diving even further in the clinical side. I shadowed surgeries over and over and over again. I went to the hospitals. I went to private operating rooms. I went with multiple different physicians and surgeons. I saw multiple different surgeries within the organization I was working with. I shadowed clinics, MPs, PAs, even the staff, the front desk, everything. I wanted to hear what the patients were hearing when they were in a room. Like, I wanted to hear those questions that they were asking. So that I could kind of correlate some of that information in my messaging in the field. I wanted to see the physicians doing what they do and their approach to care. So I knew how to talk about it with post-recovery, post-op, and even understand the tools they were using. Because sometimes that kind of helps in the messaging of the actual services or patient care approach. And I just wanted to see it. I wanted to be part of it. And I took time from the field to put time shadowing surgeries and clinics and spending it with my physicians. We only talked clinical and it was a blast. I loved it. I felt like I had more knowledge than anyone in the field. And I can still say that I really thought that I was way, way more knowledgeable than any other liaison in the field at what I did, where I did, and when I did it. It just, I had so much more experience. I had so much more time with the physicians I represented. I knew them. I even knew their surgery styles, their playlist, (laughs) their favorite songs. You know, we were building authentic relationships at the same time. So that was starting to show too. I was getting to know my physicians. I was understanding the clinical side and I was getting to see the patients. And this investment was huge for me. And on top of that, I did a lot of reading. A lot of reading online. I did a lot of reading with medical books as far as trying to understand what matters most. I knew I'm not a clinician, nor am I expected to be, nor do I want to be, of course. So my messaging isn't about talking about how to treat their patients. It's just about understanding verbiage and terminology to help direct the right questions and deliver the right information so that they know they can ask candid questions because sometimes referring physicians hold back because they don't trust that the representative or liaison in the room is going to be able to answer some of these questions as simple as they are. And here's the thing. Physicians are not going to ask liaisons questions that they shouldn't be answering. So don't worry about that, liaisons. Invest in yourself. You, they have questions about comorbidities and medications, and and they want to understand the approach to patient care your specialists have. So the questions they're asking you are because they need answers, and those answers can affect a referral down the road. So that's really, really important that you guys dive in. And that was the first way I invested in my career. And I actually got that idea as my shout out to my medical sales reps and pharmaceutical sales reps is because unlike physician liaison training, which is why I created my course, Um, physician liaison university is there's this rigorous training process before you ever go out in the field as a medical sales or pharmaceutical sales rep. And I thought, gosh, why don't liaisons have this available training program so that they understand it, including the medical side? And that's why I created physician liaison university. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but that's where I got the idea was, why don't I take this up a notch and really enhance my messaging because I'm sick of wondering what to say next. I'm also was really frustrated with getting turned down a lot. You know, they weren't letting me back. And they either thought I was a rep or they just didn't take me seriously. And then the conversations I did have, I just felt were pretty redundant. Like, this is what we do. This is what, you know, how, you know, are you happy with the referrals? Like, these are good questions, but they're not great questions. And they're not always going to convert a referral. And I just had to change the game and I had to take the time. And I did it after work. I did it before work. I met for surgeries before I ever had to be there. And I even went to physicians' houses or grabbed coffee with them just to talk more about their approach. I I met with physicians outside my organization as well to talk about what's important to them. It just was diving into the medical world. And again, we're not expected to be clinicians, but having that as a resource not only gives you confidence when you're in the field but it changes the game. You're able to deliver a really valuable message, answer questions and gain the credibility that you need as a physician liaison, not only to get that limited time in front of a referring physician, but then answer questions pertinent to patient care and the benefits they have so that when they see that potential patient in a room, they are reminded of your conversation, they have the answers to their questions and you can start building that relationship. So that's step one in investing in yourself. Step two, is invest in training. So I really believe this as a marketing professional as well as a physician liaison, um, is that you need to invest in a curriculum or a training program that enhances your experience as a physician liaison. And this goes to my physicians listening as well. If you wanna have a physician liaison and avoid turnover and make them feel like invaluable assets, provide them with the resources and materials that they need to succeed in the field. So for employers that provide training, they see a really low turnover rate compared to those who don't. Also, they have confidence in their physician liaison, so it lowers the micromanaging aspect. So as a physician liaison, when you invest in yourself and your career in a training program, you're also enhancing your resume because now you're a certified, you know, in my case, physician liaison university student. And you've gone through this curriculum. You've gone through this training. You have a resource and a library of information that you can rely on to help you in the field and make you successful. But your employers, too, are investing in you. They're showing you that they're investing in your career. They're helping you grow your resume and helping you scale. And that gives them confidence. It gives you confidence. And a big thing that liaisons get frustrated with is the micromanaging. And it's true because we're in the field and it's not the physician's fault or the executive team's fault. It's because we're in the field and we're not always in the office. We're not always around people. So they want to know what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. And when you invest in training, you can lose some of that uncomfort and start performing in the field with ease. You have the confidence, you know what you're doing, you know what to say, you don't have to worry if what you're doing is working. And you have this, again, resource and library that you can go to at any time to get information. You have um, support and you have all the answers to your questions and, and you feel like a certified trained professional. And it's really, really important to invest in your career like that. That's something you can use moving forward with other positions and resume builders. And then again, as your physicians know that you are a certified trained professional, there's a lot less asking questions or micromanaging. And you know what to do to really kill it with your program. So that's my little training speech. And if you guys want more information, I have an online course. It's Physician Liaison University. And I did build it for this reason. I honestly felt that when I started as liaison, there just wasn't enough information. There just wasn't enough out there. I didn't have much support. I was thrown to the wolves. And I had a lot of questions. And And what does it look like step by step? and And that's why. So this course is exactly how I built these eight plus figure physician liaison marketing programs, and it's way beyond tips and tricks. We're talking a curriculum that you go through step by step by step. And of course, there's free cheat sheets, downloads, project plans that you can apply. I have my live Q&A every other week um, where I answer questions for my students. We troubleshoot through the course if they need it. And of course, any new challenges. And then you have that support community only of physician liaison university students. And they're from all across the country talking about their experiences, successes, challenges, connecting with one another. You're an orthopedic liaison. That's awesome. I'm a pain physician liaison. And they network and connect and talk about the top five things that are most important to them in a referral process. And that kind of information they can get from one another is incredible because they can take that information straight from the physicians in their target market and apply it and create a new message with those answers and questions. So the more information you have, the more value. So that leads me into another way that you can invest in yourself and help get paid the big bucks. And of course, again, with training, when you show in your resume that you've been through a certification and curriculum, it really helps you kind of get that raise you're looking for when it comes to getting paid the big bucks. But this is leading me into my next one. It's connecting, connecting. I'm such a big believer in connecting with other physician liaisons. Again, when I started, it was such a closed off world. I just felt like, who can I talk to about what I'm going through and and where can I learn this information? I mean, there was a lot of information out there about being, you know, organized and about being, you know, confident. And, and those are, that's great information. But I needed more actionable step information and I needed to connect with other liaisons. So invest in yourself by growing your network. And this is going to have two different parts to it. But the first part of growing your network is connecting with other physician liaisons in your territory and whenever you can. So if you guys find me, I'm really, really active on LinkedIn. I do a lot of video posts on LinkedIn. Um, But one of the biggest things I wanted to start is when I started my LinkedIn journey, I followed this hashtag physician liaison. And it for about three years was at uh, like nine to 11 followers, and it just, that just goes to show guys, we are not talking enough about what we do and we need more information out there. Now it's grown a little bit, uh, not much, but I'm pretty much really active on that hashtag because I try to connect with any physician liaison who's going to be active online, sharing their information about their physicians, their practice, what they're going through, what they do, their marketing goals. I want to connect and share with them. I want to build a network of physician liaisons where we're open to communicating. We help one another out and we can learn from one another. If you're listening to this podcast, think of ways maybe this month you can connect and network with physician liaisons, both online and offline. And guys, please connect with me. I'm very responsive. It is me on my LinkedIn. So I'm always willing to support one another and other physician liaisons, especially as we do some social media work. Um, I have physician liaison students that do social media for the practices they represent, and they need a little bit of support. They need some engagement. They need some likes. And we can all share and collaborate and help one another out. I also like the idea of connecting with physician liaisons. Like I said, an example in my course, I had an orthopedic liaison reach out to a pain liaison and they're able to discuss like, here are the top five referral things that matter most to my orthopedic surgeons. This is what they refer out for most. This is what they refer to pain the most. This is the things that matter most in that referral process. That is incredible information for that pain liaison and vice versa and that is information she can use in her messaging moving forward that she just got straight from the mouth of orthopedic surgeons and so it's such a great way to build that validation so you know what you're talking about on the clinical side but you can also talk about things that they want to know their needs and wants and i talk about that a lot with physician liaison marketing is identifying precisely needs and wants don't assume know exactly the needs and wants of your referring physician. So connect with other physician liaisons. Don't be shy. Support them. Celebrate them. Ask questions and connect. And you guys, please, 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 I am always willing to show support. I'm a big believer in showing kindness and giving back. So if you ever want to connect with me, send me a message on LinkedIn. Let me know you enjoyed the podcast in any way I can show my support for you and your program. Another way in investing yourself is networking. So we talked about connecting with physician liaisons. This is about building a Rolodex of contacts that you can use to become an invaluable asset to your program. So as a physician liaison, how you can really, really get paid the big bucks is how you open doors. So when my clients would hire me, they knew that I had a network of thousands of physicians and healthcare professionals. I had numbers and communication and straight emails. I met with them. I was part of associations and, and healthcare events and charity events. And this is how I built those relationships. I constantly was meeting with them. And a big example that I had was I spent a lot of my extra time, honestly, investing in building my network. And I even did things outside to just kind of enhance it and show them that I knew what I was doing when it was a physician. Um, I was working with a, a client or a at that time I was employed and I was talking with this physician and we had started to build this relationship. And then they said, Hey, do you know um, any endocrinologist in the area? And I wasn't representing an endocrinologist at that time. And I realized in that one moment was like that aha light bulb moment. I was like, I need to know some endocrinologist in the area. As far as what I thought is what he was really asking is, isn't this your role? Like, aren't you the one who connects physicians? And I thought, yeah, I'm so much more than just one, one organization. I need to really know other physicians in the area because how valuable would that have been in that moment as we're building an authentic relationship? If I could have said, here is Dr. Smith. He's at this location. I know his referral process and I can get you in touch with his office manager and let him know you're referring. That would have been awesome. Awesome way to create value in that scenario. And it, it was my light bulb moment. I was like, that's it. I've got to get to know other providers and practices and healthcare professionals so that if I have that question, they just look at me as the personal resource for connecting them with physicians, that I'm the go-to. I'm who you need to be with. And I thought that was genius. So I went back and I started joining any kind of hospital events. So charities, 5Ks, any kind of local business organizations and communities. And I met with them and I didn't talk about my practice. I talked about me and what I do, and I wanted to get to know them. I let them know of other physicians looking for them. I let them know about ways they can get referrals. I just kind of educated them on some marketing events, tried to show that I was really plugged in. I knew what was going on and I built this Rolodex of contacts. I built a Rolodex of physicians and healthcare marketing professionals that I could personally call. And it was so valuable because I had this client that was really amazing once and it was years later and we could not get through the doors of this one hospital-owned organization. And um, nobody could. I mean, it was very well known, but they're a huge, huge referring source and a lot of potential. And so all I did was I... I uh, gave a call to one of my good friends, and she's on the board. And I said, I'm really having a difficult time, and I just think they don't understand kind of what this looks like. And most importantly, they don't have the authority to allow us back because it was just kind of regulations and rules. And she said, not a problem. And so the next week, we set up a time. She even came down. They gave us a tour of the site. Uh, the physician was there pretty long, actually. We were there for about an hour. Um, but that was good because it was just them connecting with not only that physician, but a lot of other physicians and the tour and got to meet the executive member. And And the physician looked at me and and I just felt like he thought I was like the most amazing liaison there ever was. <laughs> and I just thought back, what if I didn't do what I did? What if I didn't invest in building my network? Would this have ever happened? And it's a great way, not only to show your value, but get paid that big bucks because they, they want someone like that. They need someone like that. And they want physician liaisons that are completely connected in the healthcare world, the marketing world, and the community. So you guys, network. Get out there. Build those relationships. It is so, so important. Don't be too busy or too closed off. I have to say the biggest mistakes I think physician liaisons make is not getting connected is being too busy. I've had physician liaisons as a physician liaison that I've reached out and said, hey, my physician refers to your practice and he'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. Never, ever heard back three or four emails, two calls, just simply too busy. And when it came down to it, um, I had an internal discussion with my team and my physicians and they decided they would no longer refer to that physician practice, which was, they were quite a huge referral source at that time and that they would communicate their frustrations as well as mine um, with them. And once the physicians were aware of what was going on, it was a really big deal because obviously those physicians did not think the same way that liaison did. And they were frustrated that she was apparently too busy to connect, which is her whole role. So just remember if, you are listed as the physician referral representative on a website, anywhere your information is listed. And those are, people are reaching out to network and connect with you. If you are closed off too busy or too important, to meet what really is your value as liaison. Because I'm looking for liaisons that are open to conversations, open to networking, continuing to invest in themselves and connect. And when it comes to physicians, they want liaisons that open the doors for them, that know the community, that know the physicians, that know the healthcare community around them and that aren't too busy. They're responsive and they have action plans. And then finally, guys, some physician liaisons wear many hats. And I know I always did, which is kind of why I am where I am today because I love marketing. But there are ways you can enhance your career and adding more value even to a marketing side. If you know social media, invest in some social media training and tools. Get to know that world. Maybe you can bring some value. And when I worked as Lees and I was employed, um, I was also a marketing director. So I was in charge of working with agencies and. I know because I have an agency of my own now, a healthcare marketing agency, Entropy Entropy Healthcare Marketing. Um, We work with these individuals and sometimes these reports or information can be a lot to handle. And a physician just needs someone to not only help manage these initiatives, but also help communicate to them the importance of next steps, what these reports mean and how to scale. So improve your marketing knowledge, get to know that world, work with agencies, learn the communication, learn marketing tips and tricks so that you guys can talk with your agencies or whoever does your marketing and really kind of come up with a plan that works for everyone. And that's a huge value. Physicians are willing to pay more for individuals, not only that are going to be in the field, but somebody that can help them understand the marketing and get these initiatives rolling. And when you can do some of these things internally, it doesn't mean you have to overwhelm your schedule. Like I said, it doesn't mean you're in charge of the marketing all the time. It just means you're directing it. And who's better than that than a physician liaison? We're the ones in the field. We're the ones with the knowledge. We're the ones with the patient experience. We're the ones with the pain points and everything. So add that to a marketing plan. Help communicate your marketing initiatives with your physicians. Show them value in ways, this is what I really think we can do to step up our local SEO game so we can rank above our competitors A and B. Why don't we do this, this, and this? And then you can track those reports, communicate those reports, and continue to communicate with your marketing efforts. So that's another great way to invest in yourself. You guys, the benefits are huge when you take the time and invest in yourself. That is how you get paid the big bucks. That is how you get physicians and executive teams on board with what you're doing. That is how you become an invaluable asset to your practice. It's how you can get creative in the field. It's how you can change up your message and avoid that burnout. Avoid the micromanaging and take charge because physician liaisons really are leaders of their program. There's a lot of responsibilities that we have and a lot of work we put into it. So invest in yourself It is so important. It's how you grow your career, enhance your resume, get paid the big bucks and enjoy what you're doing. So hopefully that helped you guys. Those are ways that I invested in myself to help scale and grow my own career and create value for my clients and my physicians. And you guys, please remember, be kind to one another, open up to one another and connect with one another. Let's start talking about physician liaison marketing. So we never have to answer the question of what is a physician liaison? And please, please, please connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always there to show my support any way that I can. And I have lots of videos there on LinkedIn and YouTube where I go over other tips that you guys can use. You can always check out my online training course that I talked about in this podcast that is physician liaison university. And I have lots of I have my free webinar that I do live every week. So you guys can connect with me there as well. And I have blogs and podcasts all on my website at kellynott.com. But you guys, please, let's connect. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for listening to today's latest episode of the Patient Convert podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform. We are on Apple, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. Or you can sign up to receive the latest episode via email. Just check it out on my agency website or my personal website. And if you are looking for more amazing healthcare marketing information or just to engage, check us out at Entropy.com. And for any of my amazing physician liaisons out there interested in growing their physician referrals or learning the strategies that it takes to build highly engaged physician referral networks, check out my website, kellynot.com, where I have free webinars, free downloads, and of course, with your host, Kelly Knott.